0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Benjamin Carlton. Uh, Benjamin, you are the principal and owner of The Evans Brand found on the web at theevansbrand.com. You're also the author of the book, I'm Black, I'm a minister and I'm gay. <laughs> uh, Benjamin, thank you so
1: much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here and good to meet you, Josh.
0: For sure. Well, that book title will get some attention these days. <laughs> good for you.
1: Good or bad, it's getting attention.
0: Good, 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 good. Yeah, so please do give us an overview of your work, um, the work that you do with the Evans Brand and um, you know the impact that you have in the world.
1: Absolutely. So um, in 2013, um, well, actually 2012, I started my career in the finance and accounting space, realized I didn't like it. I was in Miami, Florida at the time. And I thought, okay, with my MBA, maybe with these good looks, I can get another job immediately. (laughs) Well, not so. In Miami, you need to know at least four languages, (laughs) English, Spanish, Creole, French, and I barely speak English well. And so um, I just, you know, I couldn't not get a job. I would apply for like 10 a day. And I started using my skills to just volunteer to help people. I got bored from being in the house. And then eventually people started paying me for the work that I was doing, helping them set up events, press releases, business strategy, helping them helping. At that time, Miami was becoming the startup of the East Coast, um, startup capital of the East Coast. And so I was helping uh, people uh, get their businesses off the ground and they started paying me. And I was like, oh, I don't need a job. I am my job. And I started um, Evans and Associates. And then. Along with that, uh, co-founded a uh, Be Me Community, which uh, to date is the largest social entrepreneurship network for Black people in America, um, which led me on a whole journey of discovering myself. I was traveling the country telling uh, Black people, specifically Black men, be yourself, be authentic. And the whole time I wasn't being authentic. I was closet homosexual. Mm-hmm. And so um, with the campaign messaging that we did about being authentic, um, about loving blackness i came out of the closet um, in an article in the root.com entitled i'm black i'm a minister and i'm gay And since then have been um, uh, traveling the country, the world, actually, and even consulting organizations on equity and helping people to see uh, the better nature of human beings and to judge people based on their inspirations, aspirations and hopes versus their deficits, mistakes or one issue in their life that, you know, has come to define who they are. How has life
0: changed for you since the events of 2020, the summer of 2020?
1: Summer of 2020 was huge uh, because it was a rude awakening for companies all over the world. People were given agency to feelings that they have felt for years and haven't and wasn't able to express them. And uh, the whole combination of the pandemic, being stuck at home, being frustrated about that, and then seeing injustices live on our television screens, we hit the streets. Thousands and thousands of people hit the streets, and uh, America and 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 world leaders around the world didn't know what to do. And I think the tipping point. This is when businesses and corporations begin to talk about the importance of you know bringing light to the issue. Is when um, I think it was either Minneapolis or Minnesota somewhere where the police department was set ablaze, and that's when they knew we need to do something, and that. Literally had companies banging on my door and so many people who work in my space help us help us with our messaging, help us with our corporate culture, help us to be a better organization, help us to invest in um, uh, better systems that will, you know, bring equity and and resolve to what people are feeling because people are bringing those feelings to work. It's hard to leave them home or it's hard to not jump on Zoom. You just saw an atrocity on TV and then you expect me to jump on Zoom and just be normal. And so 2020 was a game changer for, for the industry overall.
0: It's interesting. You know, I'm reminded of the, you know, the Chinese proverb that, you know, the, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. And in issues of communicating, um, uh, you know, values around fairness and equity, Uh, again, it would have been nice, I think for some companies to have been, you know, but uh, maybe can you kind of talk about, um, you know, another thing that's kind of coming to mind, right. Is I'm I'm reading a book on community right now. And they said, one thing, you know, when, if you are at, and and this is the good news for early stage business owners, please listen to what Benjamin is about to say (laughs) I'm predicting here Uh, in this. So in this book um, on community and uh, what's it's called the business of belonging by David Spinks. And he said, um, when you begin like if you're if you're gonna start really investing in community, identify uh those uh the those the diverse voices, you have to attract them and promote them early. Because if you don't do that early, then what ends up happening is that isn't represented and it becomes very difficult in the future. You have to work two, three times as hard to let people know, no, we do value uh equity. We do value um, you know, so we support voices, you know, that historically may have been underrepresented or un- unfairly treated, right? And so um, so again, listen, you know, to, to our, our newer businesses. I am so grateful that, that you're hearing this conversation right now, Benjamin. <laughs> Give us give us a quick pep talk on yeah, so, you know, so, to the business owner that has the opportunity to, to do it right starting early.
1: We're shifting. America's shifting. The world is shifting. And the powers that be don't like it. This was predicted years ago that we are becoming less, less of a uh, Caucasian or white majority um, country. And people um, of diverse backgrounds, different cultures are coming into power or coming into decision making. But most of all... They're leading spending in this country, and organizations and companies that have diverse voices that are able to speak to communities where it doesn't seem performative, it seems authentic and real. They are winning. So many uh, authentic uh, cultural businesses are launching from the ground and really thriving really fast. And when I go into organizations and they want me to change things quickly, I'm like, well, the majority aboard is Caucasian. I can't just throw everybody off the board. <laughs> The majority of our executive team is Caucasian and generally male. I can't just throw everybody out of their positions. It's going to take time. And the time that it's taking for me to restructure, reorg, and build your company, you are losing. You are losing on opportunity. You are losing on outreach. And you are losing on your ability to connect and really recruit great talent because people want to see themselves at the top. If I can't see myself at the top, I see no opportunity for growth. So why would I want to bring my great talent to you? And so the quicker and sooner that you're able to diversify your space, your board, your leadership, your messaging, how you connect with people, the sooner you'll be able to connect with the shift that is happening, not only in America, American business, but around the world.
0: I, I want to ask you a question and, and you can answer it any way you want, um, you know, just based on your, your comfort level, but to, to folks like I'm a cis white guy. Right. And, and yeah, I, believe strongly and we live it in our company. Like I I'm one of only two guys within our company. We, you know, I think we're about 40% POC we've LGBTQ. Like I, it's easy for me because that's the way that we believed, um, kind of early in the game. Like, and, and I got to tell you, it was largely my director of operations. She lives it. She's awesome at it. Um, you know, her Family is diverse, you know, et cetera, and so, so I'm very grateful that that she really has had such a positive impact on our, our organization. However, there, I wonder, and I suspect that this has come up in conversations. Sometimes I am afraid that I might come across as phony or inauthentic when I take a stand for racial equity. LGBTQ, you know, supporting that community and helping that community to uh, overcome challenges of the past or whatever. But again, I I, I sometimes, and maybe it's just in my own head, right? But I worry sometimes that when I do this, people will think I'm just doing it to what's that called virtue signal, right? Do, 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 I'm sure you're familiar with the dynamic that I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's a lot happening in that one space. First you can't control how people respond to trauma. Their response to trauma is based on their lived experience. You can't control that. Two, their response should not stop you from being an ally and stop you from taking action. Three, the narrative that you have that is self-imposed about what they may think is all on you, not them.
0: Yeah, I know it. I know it. <laughs> so- I'm like, own worst enemy. I worry too much about what people think that that is, that is absolutely my own filter that somehow got in there when I was
1: a kid. (laughs) Every, 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 all of that is going on at once. But what I tell people is if you saw a cat, a kitten stuck in a tree, are you sitting there thinking, Oh, that cat's not going to like me stepping in and helping out. Mm -hmm. That cat's not going to like me being an ally. What are you going to do? You're going to take action. Right. Whatever that action is, whether it's calling 911 for the fire department, whether it's putting a stick or something so the cat can get down. But you're going to immediately take action without thought, even if that cat fusses and screams and cries, you're still going to do what? Take action. And so that's all I tell people. Take action. Don't worry about the aftermath. As long as the action leads to equity and the action leads to someone being helped take that action worry about the fallout afterwards people are going to fuss and cry because they are responding to trauma let that happen don't take offense to it but i tell people don't ever ever be stopped from taking action uh when it's on the right side of history
0: okay note to our podcast editors and those who grabs uh uh little video clips for social that's the clip right there that i <laughs> i want to share that on social because i think that that's such a i think that's such an important message now at the same time i think that there are instances benjamin where maybe it does like it, it doesn't come across as authentic and 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 i've seen this in social media and i've seen some companies Eh, you know, it's like, um, if you really believed that, then you would do this. You wouldn't just say that. You wouldn't turn your social media profile image, you know, yeah. put a black background on it for one day, right? You would you would put your money where your mouth is. You would do, you would, you would take it, you would, you would evidence your support by your actions, not just your lip service. Lip service is cool if that inspires other action, but I think it's in the action that we really start to make change? Yeah, well, all of that is important,
1: right? Changing your profile picture is important. Your messaging is important. But long as, as that is backed up by equitable actions, right? Giving voice to those who are from diverse backgrounds. How's your decision making matrix set up? How does your board of directors look? How does where's your money going? Where are your investments at? Um, looking into all of those things uh, is so important when you talk about um, um, equitable actions and standing on the side of the marginalized and being a true ally It's much more than performative or lip service. And that's what, what turns people off. Right. Um, you know, even with, with, with dealing um, with issues uh, uh, about, uh, you know, discrimination and police brutality, I love when officers come and, you know, you kneel. But OK, now let's talk about policy after you kneel. But if you're kneeling and it's the same policy, your kneel did what? You got to exercise in for the day? <laughs> and so it's all about changing the policies that govern our lives when the policies are inequitable. And if you haven't done, I you know specialize in equity audits. Uh, that's generally the first step when I come on with clients. Let me look at your books. Let me look at your policies. Let me talk to your staff. And let me look at the, the makeup of your power dynamic. Who has decision-making power and who's influencing the people who make those decisions? It's so important.
0: Yeah. And, and when you make those fundamental changes, those are going to, those are going to have, that's going to have lasting impact. It's wonderful if you go out and, Hey, we're going to do a service project. And we're going to go into the, you know, an underserved community and we're going to go give away food or whatever. Right. Thank you. Um, But that can kind of come and go quickly. And I think that the change you're talking about is fundamental. It's going to ensure that that voice gets the representation within the organization. And the importance of that I've learned and I've learned through, because my last company did not have that diversity and it was a different culture. Um, And I value when someone brings up something in an employee meeting or an account manager meeting and I'm like, you know what? Just because we all have different backgrounds, but because of my background, my experience of what I do day to day, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, and and if I don't hear that voice, then what ends up happening is I don't properly serve our audiences and our customers that would align with that opinion, that voice that was brought within internally. So someone in the board, you know, is going to have those sensitivities. That's the that's what I see. Right, is is the importance of that.
1: There's there's so many studies out. Um, I think PolicyLink has a study out that shows that companies do way better, that communities do way better, that municipalities do way better when there's a diversity of thought and voice in the decision making that is happening. Um, And so, you know, I'll just give a quick example of of either being performative or lip service. You have, you know, people who are opposing the voting right that's happening right now. But yet. Uh, Martin Luther King Day, they were out volunteering and happy Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> Hello. Do you know why we're, we have a Martin Luther King? Do you know why we were fighting? And right now voting rights are at stake and you're the one who are opposing it, but also out here shoveling, you know, uh, building a new house on Martin Luther King Day. Um, yeah. and so it's absolutely important, um, you know, to uh, uh, back the decisions with Data and the data says that the more diversified you are, the better off you will be um, as an organization, as a municipality, and as a community organization. What are
0: some? Can you think of some examples of maybe companies, or corporations, or corporate leaders that have have done some good stuff over the past couple of years? Um, you know, you know, uh, maybe companies we could kind of take a look at their commitment yeah. and how they've lived it.
1: Procter and Gamble is really an amazing example of you know they have a couple of campaigns out my black is beautiful uh the dove campaign but it's not just a campaign they really went into communities and listened and listened to the people that they serve their customers right what makes sense to you what makes you feel good what makes you feel beautiful there's a a lot of videos um of of the, the process in which they did, in which they helped people see the real selves, And so Procter & Gamble is a great example of a company that has shifted and really put people, I know executives that work at the organization, at the top, at decision making, who come from diverse backgrounds.
0: Benjamin how do folks work with you so for example what does engagement typically look like do you only work with fortune 500 or you know who who have you worked with historically and you know who should reach out and who should engage with you
1: uh, all levels of organizations um, I work with small nonprofits and huge organizations, Bill and the Gates Foundation, um, all the way down to you know, uh Friends of the Children, which is a a, a nonprofit that provides a mentor uh for you for 12 years no matter what. And so um there's actually a, a small cannabis shop in LA, um the only black owned a uh, cannabis shop in LA County, or maybe California uh black woman working with her to 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 launch you know what she's doing. So it all depends Um, on the need. And if I can solve the need, no matter how big or small the organization.
0: Awesome. So your two websites uh, is number one, Black Love Wins. And your book is linked there. I'm black, I'm a minister, and I'm gay. And then of course, your corporate website, theevansbrand.com. When somebody goes to either one of those websites, what would you recommend they do? Like, how do they reach out? How do they connect with you?
1: Um, on my Evans the there's a place where you can connect with me. Um, and I just say go there, go to the evansbrand.com and connect with me. Um, blacklovewins.com is all about my book, the tour I'm on, stand for a love, elevating the black Fear experience. But to connect with me, go to the theevinsbrand.com.
0: Awesome. All right, Benjamin Carlton, thank you so much. Again, the principal of the Evans brand, uh, your websites, blacklovewins.com and theevansbrand.com. Benjamin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.